Fuyao noticed that Xiaoying was shrunken in the crowd, and frowned. Why is there a woman here? While his tone wasn't furious, it didn't mean well either. When Xiaoying heard him, she bowed her head. Shulian explained she was worried, so she came over to look. Fuyao questioned the others. Did you all come up with her? The crowd was a little uncertain at first, but then they replied, "I don't remember. Can't tell. No, when we came up, she wasn't there, right? Either way, I didn't see her. Me neither." Xiaoying quickly said, "It's because I was following secretly." The little mob boss immediately cut her off. "Why did you follow in secret? Are you guilty of something?" Are you the ghost groom in disguise? With such an accusation, the space near Xiaoying immediately cleared out, and she waved madly. No, no, I'm Xiaoying. I'm the real one. She turned to Shulian. Young master, we just saw each other. I helped you put on makeup. I helped you dress. Everyone turned their eyes on Shulian, and some started to whisper amongst themselves. He vaguely heard the words "hobby," "abnormal." Unbelievable, and cleared his throat. This was a mission requirement. A mission requirement. Nanfeng, Fuyao, you. He turned his head, and only then did he notice that Nanfeng and Fuyao had been staring at him with odd looks in their eyes this entire time, and that their feet very rigidly pulled some distance away from him. The way they were staring at him gave Shirlian goosebumps. He said, "Is there anything that you two want to say to me?" How could he possibly know that the cosmetic work of the girl was so gifted that his brows were shaped elegantly, his face was fair as jade powder, and his lips were touched with rouge? If he didn't speak, then he was entirely a gentle, demure, and beautiful, mature lady. This gave the two a grave shock and mired them in disbelief, making them question their lives and feel uncomfortable all over. The face was still the same face. But they completely did not know who they were talking to anymore. Fu Yao looked to Nanfeng. Was there something you wanted to say? Nanfeng immediately shook his head. There's nothing that I want to say. Why don't you guys just say something? Shulian said. Just then, someone from the crowd spoke up. Uh, this is the temple of Mingguang. There's actually a temple of Mingguang on this mountain. Amazing. I've never seen it before. The crowd all started to look at the wonder. Shulian suddenly said, "That's right, the temple of Mingguang." Nanfeng could tell something was off about his tone, and he asked, "What is it?" Shulian replied, "The north is clearly General Mingguang's territory. It's not like worship of him isn't prospering. But how come there's only the temple of Nanyang at the foot of Mount Yujun?" That the Lord Official had prayed to the Heavenly Martial Emperor was easy to understand, because the Heavenly Martial Emperor was the number one martial god in the past thousand years, and his status was higher than General Mingguang. Naturally, the higher up you prayed, the more guarantee there was. However, General Mingguang and General Nanyang were equal in status, with not much difference. If it must be debated, then General Mingguang possessed nine thousand temples. Over a thousand more than Nanyang, so it was really hard to imagine why they would suddenly seek from afar and forego what lay close at hand. Shulian wondered. Technically, 
Even if this temple of Mingguang on Mount Yujin was overtaken and people couldn't find it, then they could have clearly built another temple of Mingguang. Why build the martial temple of another god? Fu Yao could understand. There must be another reason. Right, there must be another reason that would make the people in Mount Yujin area never build another temple of Mingguang, Shulian said. Can either one of you lend me a bit more spiritual power? I'm afraid I'll have to go and ask. Just then, someone made a commotion. Whoa, there are so many brides. That voice had come from inside the temple, and Shirlian whipped around. He told that group to properly stay in the open ground in front of the temple, but they completely ignored him and went inside the temple. Nanfeng shouted, The situation is dangerous. Don't run around. However, that little mob boss rebuked. Don't listen to him, guys. They won't dare to do anything to us. We're good citizens, as if they'd actually dare to kill us. Get up, everyone. Get up. Get up. He egged people on, and over half of the group actually started to move, running into the temple along with him. Fuyo flicked his sleeves and said apathetically, Let them be. Those unruly people. He sounded extremely disgusted and didn't want to care anymore. However, inside the temple of Mingguang, there came a wail. They were all dead people. The little mob boss was also alarmed. All dead? All dead? This is evil business. How come this one hasn't rotted yet, even though it looks like she's been dead for decades? He quickly turned around and got over it. Doesn't matter if they're dead. Transport all the corpses of the brides down the mountain. Wouldn't their families still have to pay up? Shirlian's eyes slowly darkened. The group thought about it, and that certainly made sense. Some sighed in amazement, some grumbled, and there were those who became happy again. Shirlian stood at the temple entrance. Why doesn't everyone come outside first? The air in the back of this temple is heavy with corpses. Without any ventilation for years, it'll be bad if normal folks were to breathe it in. This sounded very logical, and the group didn't know whether they should listen to him. Xiaoying begged in a small voice. Everyone, let's not be this way. It's so dangerous here. Why don't we listen to this young master first and go out to sit? But this group didn't even bother to listen to Shirlian, so why would they listen to her? No one paid any attention. Xiaoying didn't give up, however, and repeated herself a few times. The little mob boss even directed them. Pick for the fresh corpses. Guys, who knows if the families of the ones that are too old are even still alive. So don't waste your energy hauling those ones. There were even those who praised him for being clever and able. Shirlian really didn't know whether to laugh or to cry at this. And when he saw that there were people touching where they shouldn't, he warned aloud. Don't remove the veils. That veil can separate the aura of the corpse and the aura of Yang. There's a lot of you, and the aura of Yang is too abundant. If they suck it in, it's hard to say what will happen. However, in order to pick out the freshest corpse, the group of men had already pulled off pretty much all of the veils. Shulian exchanged a look with Nanfeng, who had come to the door, and shook his head, knowing that they couldn't stop them. After all, it wasn't like they could beat the men to a bloody pulp so they couldn't move. 
Otherwise, if something happened, wouldn't they lose the ability to run? A very hopeless situation. Just then, one of the burly men removed the veil of one of the brides and exclaimed, My God, this little hussy is hella cute. The men all came to surround the corpse. She didn't even get married yet, right? What a waste to die just like that. Her clothes are a bit tattered, but she is the prettiest. This bride probably hadn't been dead for too long. The skin of her face was still rather supple. Someone said, Dare you to feel her up? The little mob boss replied, Why would I be afraid? Then he pinched the corpse's face twice. It was so silky smooth that it made his heart itch, and he reached out, ready to touch it again. Shirlian couldn't bear to watch any more, and was about to stop him when Xiaoying rushed over. She exclaimed, Don't do this. The little mob boss shoved her backhandedly and yelled, Don't get in the men's way. But Xiaoying climbed to her feet again and cried, You're going to incur heaven's wrath like this. The little mob boss was furious and cursed, F***ing hell, this ugly freak is really nosy. He cussed as he moved to kick her, but Shirlian easily lifted the back of Xiaoying's collar with one hand and pulled her away. Yet unexpectedly, they heard a thud. The little mob boss yelled, Who hit me? Shirlian turned back to look. The little mob boss was bleeding from a gaping wound in the head after having been hit, and there was a blood-stained rock on the ground. Xiaoying was stunned for a moment before quickly apologizing. Sorry, sorry, I was scared and I accidentally threw it. However, even if she was eager to take the blame for it, no one would believe her because the direction was all wrong. This rock was hurled from a window behind the little mob boss. When the little mob boss had yelled, everyone had turned to look in that direction, just in time to see a flash of a shadow outside the window. The little mob boss hollered, It's him, that ugly freak with bandages on his face. Shirlian stuffed Xiaoying into Nanfeng's hands and strode a couple of steps forward. Propping his right hand on the window lattice, he flipped over and ran towards the forest in pursuit. A few of the bolder ones, who had had their eyes on the bounty, followed after him and leapt out of the window as well. However, when Shirlian reached the edge of the forest, he suddenly caught a whiff of blood. Sensing something off, and with alarm bells ringing in his mind, he suddenly halted his steps and warned, Don't go in. He had shouted his warning, but those few people thought, I'll chase, even if you don't, and charged into the forest without even stopping. The others, who had originally gathered in the temple, poured out too. Seeing that Shirlian had stopped at the edge, those who weren't as bold crowded around to watch. Before long, they heard a few screams. A few shadows stumbled out from the forest. These were the few people who had barged in earlier, and now they were staggering out. When the crowd saw them, after they stepped under the moonlight, they were instantly scared out of their wits. They were still living humans when they had entered. How did they become bleeding humans when coming out? From their faces to their clothes, these people were red all over, with their blood gushing forth like a spring. If a person could truly bleed this much, then they would definitely die. But these men were still walking toward them, 
step by step. Everyone retreated in unison, out of terror, until they were all behind Shirlian. Shirlian raised his hand. Calm down. The blood is not theirs. Sure enough, those few men said, Yeah, the blood isn't ours. It's... It's... Even a face covered in blood could not hide their horrified expressions. The group followed those men's eyes and looked into the forest. It was pitch black, so they could not see exactly what lay within. Shirlian took over a torch, took a few steps forward, and then raised it to probe ahead. Something in the darkness dripped onto the torch, giving off a sizzle sound. He glanced at the torch before looking up. After composing himself for a moment, he raised his hand and then tossed the torch up. Although the torch that had been hurled up had only illuminated the area overhead for an instant, everyone still got a clear view of what had been above the trees. Long black hair, deathly white faces, tattered military officers' uniforms, and arms dangling in the air. The swinging corpses of more than 40 men suspended upside down at varying heights on the trees. No one knew for how long their blood had flowed, but they had yet to dry up. They dripped and dripped, forming a terrifying scene, a forest of hanging corpses amidst a falling rain of blood. This group of people outside the forest were all strong, burly men, but how could they have ever seen such a sight? They were all petrified from the shock, and it was silent all around. When Nan Feng and Fu Yao came over and saw this scene, their expressions froze. After a moment, Nan Feng said, Green ghost. Fu Yao agreed. Indeed, this is his favorite trick. Nan Feng turned to Shirlian. Don't go over. It'll be a bit of a problem if it's him. Shirlian looked back and asked, Who are you talking about? Nan Feng said, A near supreme. Shirlian asked, puzzled, Near supreme? You mean close to the power level of a supreme? That's right, Fu Yao said. The near supreme, the green ghost, is a malicious creature who has been evaluated by the palace of Ling Wen to be close to that of a supreme. He adores games like this forest of hanging corpses. You can say he's famous. Shirlian thought, that's really unnecessary. If you're a supreme, you're a supreme. And if you aren't, then you aren't. Just like there's only ascended and not ascended. There's not near ascended or about to ascend. Adding a near only makes it awkward for everyone. He recalled the time when that young man had led him all the way here. There had been the sound of rain pitter-pattering on the surface of the latter's umbrella. Could he have held up the umbrella in order to shield him from the blood rain of this corpse forest? He let out a soft ah right then, and the other two immediately asked, What's the matter? Thus, he gave a brief account of how he had met a young man while he was in the sedan, and how that young man had brought him here. When he was done, Fu Yao said skeptically, I noticed the enchanted array on this mountain when I came up. It's extremely ruthless, but he broke it so easily. Shirian thought, rather, he crushed it under his heel without paying it any mind. He said, that's right. This near supreme green ghost you speak of 
could that be him? Nanfeng considered it a little and said, I've never seen the green ghost before, so I can't say. Does that young man you saw have any distinctive features? Silver butterflies, Shirlian said. Earlier, when Nanfeng and Fu Yao saw the scene of the forest of hanging corpses, their expressions could be said to be calm. But the instant those two words left Shirlian's mouth, he could clearly see the drop in their expressions. Fu Yao exclaimed in disbelief, What did you say? Silver butterflies? What kind of silver butterflies? Shirlian then realized that he had probably said something significant and explained, They're like silver, yet also like crystal. They don't seem to be living creatures, but they look quite pretty. He saw Nanfeng and Fu Yao exchange looks with expressions so grim that their faces were almost green. After a while, Fu Yao said in a heavy voice, Leave. Right now. We haven't yet settled the case of the ghost groom, so how can I leave? Shilian asked. Settle? Fu Yao said. He turned back and sneered. Seems like you have really tarried too long in the human realm. This ghost groom is merely a savage. Even the green ghost of this hanging corpse forest is merely a near supreme, as pesky as he might be. After another pause, he suddenly said in a stern voice, Do you know who the master of those silver butterflies is? Shirlian replied honestly, I don't. Even if you don't, there isn't time for me to explain right now, Fu Yao said stiffly. In short, he isn't someone that you can handle. You'd better hurry back to heaven and ask for reinforcements. Then you head back first, Shirlian said. You... The master of those silver butterflies never showed any hint of malice, Shirlian said. Even if he does harbor malice, and if he's really as terrifying as you say, then everyone for several miles within the perimeter of Mount Eugen wouldn't have been able to escape from his hands. All the more reason that someone has to stand guard here at this time. So why don't you go back first and see if you can help me seek reinforcements? Shirlian could tell that Fu Yao did not want to remain here and deal with so many troublesome matters. If that was the case, then all the more he mustn't force him to do it. Fu Yao was a clear-cut man by nature, so he really left on his own with a flick of his sleeves. Shirlian turned towards Nanfeng and was about to probe further about that young man when there was another commotion in the crowd. Someone shouted, We caught him! We caught him! Now, Shirlian didn't have the time to probe. He asked, Who did you catch? Once again, two bloody figures walked out of the forest. One was a burly fellow, one of those few who had charged into the forest earlier. Pretty gutsy to think that he was not scared off by the blood rain in the corpse forest. The other one was a young boy being dragged along by him in a firm grip. His head and face were messily wrapped with bandages. Shirlian still remembered what the tea master he had met earlier in the small shop had said. Apparently, this ghost groom is an ugly creature with his face covered in bandages. And it's too ugly. No woman love it. That's why 
it couldn't stand to see others getting happily wedded. At that time, he thought that it must be a rumor. Who would have guessed that there was really such a person? There might really be such a person, but whether he was a ghost groom was a different matter altogether. He was just about to take a closer look at the bandaged boy when Xiao Ying rushed over. She yelled, You've got the wrong person. This isn't the ghost groom. He isn't. The little mob boss said, He was caught red-handed, and you still say he isn't? I... He paused, as if something had suddenly dawned on him, then continued, Oh, no wonder why I was thinking that you're always acting so strangely and keep insisting that he isn't. So you're in cahoots with this ghost groom? Stunned, Xiao Ying hurriedly waved her hands. No, no, I'm not. He's not either. He really didn't do anything. He's just an ordinary, an ordinary... The little mob boss pressed on aggressively. Ordinary what? Ordinary ugly freak? He grabbed the bandaged boy's hair a couple of times at random and said, Then why don't we have a look at how this ordinary ghost room looks? For him to love stealing others' women so much. His random grabbing made a mess of the few strips of the bandages, and the bandaged boy instantly held his head and screamed. His cries were full of fear. It was sad and shrill and very pitiful at the same time. Shirlian grabbed hold of the little mob boss's arm and said, That's enough. When Xiaoying heard that boy's screams, her tears tumbled down. Seeing Shirlian reach out to stop the little mob boss was just like seeing hope, and she hurriedly grabbed her sleeves and begged, Young, young master, please help me. Help me help him. Shirlian cast her a glance, and Xiaoying let go of his sleeve embarrassedly, as if afraid that he would detest her touchy-feeling hands and would not want to help her anymore. Shirlian soothed. It's fine. He took another look at the bandaged boy with a bloodied head and realized that the boy was also peeking at him with wide, bloodshot eyes through the gaps in the bandages under his arm. He took just a peek, then immediately lowered his eyes and hurriedly secured the bandages again. Although he did not reveal his face, a patch of skin on his face had been exposed, and this bit was already very horrifying as if it had been burned by fire before. It was not hard to imagine how scary the face that lay under the bandages was. The bystanders sucked in a breath while the boy shrank even more. Shirley noticed that the way these two cowered was exactly the same. It was as if they did not dare step into the light, nor dare to see other people all year round. He sighed inwardly to himself again. The little mob boss at the side was weary. What are you scheming? We are the ones who caught the ghost groom. Shirlian let go of him and said, I'm afraid that the ghost groom won't let you catch him that easily. My friend searched around here earlier, but he didn't find him. It's possible that this boy came much later. The real ghost groom should still be here. Xiaoying mustered up her courage. You want the reward money, but you can't just catch anyone at random to make up the numbers. On hearing this, the little mob boss clearly wanted to beat her again. 
He had been causing trouble since earlier, and Shirlian finally couldn't endure it anymore. He waved his hand, and Roya flew out to give the little mob boss a slap with a thwack that sent him falling over. Nanfeng seemed to have reached his limit too, and immediately followed up with a kick. The man finally toppled to the ground and remained still. This person was a shit stirrer, and once he remained immobile, the crowd didn't know who to take aim at, and so they all became very well behaved. The commotion died down after a few scattering outcries here and there. Shirlian thought, finally, we can deal with the issue now. He sized up the young boy on the ground for a moment, and then asked, Were you the one who threw the rock by the window earlier? His voice was gentle. The bandaged boy, who was trembling uncontrollably, peeked at him again and nodded. Xiao Ying said, He doesn't want to harm anyone. He just wanted to help me when he saw that little mob boss looking like he was going to hit me. Shirlian asked the young boy again, Do you know what's with all those corpses hanging in the forest? Xiao Ying said, I don't know what's going on, but he's definitely not the one who hung them up. The bandaged boy trembled and shook his head repeatedly. Nanfeng, who was at the side staring at him, suddenly said, How are you related to green ghost Chi Rong? Shirlian gave a slight start on hearing this name. The bandaged boy, however, obviously looked blank. He showed no reaction to this name and he did not dare to reply to Nanfeng either. He, he's too afraid to speak, Xiao Ying said. All this while, she had been trying her best to protect this strange boy. Shirlian said in a gentle voice, My lady Xiao Ying, what exactly is the matter with this child? Tell me everything you know. Xiao Ying seemed to summon up a little courage on seeing Shirlian, the light from the fire shining brightly on her face. She was no longer avoiding it. Wringing her hands, she said, He really didn't do anything bad. This child simply lives on Mount Eugen. Sometimes, when he's too hungry, he'll run down the mountain to steal some food. There was one time he coincidentally went to my house to steal. I saw that he can't really talk and there were injuries on his face. So I found some cloth for him to bandage himself with. I'd also give him some food from time to time. Shirlian had initially thought them to be a couple. But now that he learned of all of this, Xiao Ying's reciprocal protection of him was more like that of an older sister or even an elder taking care of the boy. She added, Later, many people thought that he was the ghost groom. I couldn't convince them, so I could only hope that the real culprit would be quickly captured. I thought, since this young master could so capably act as a bride to catch the ghost groom, then at the very least, you won't get the wrong person. Because he would never, ever hijack the wedding sedan. But the moment I headed out, I heard that the little mob boss and the rest wanted to search the mountain today too. I was really worried, so I secretly came up to take a look. She stood guard before the young boy like she was afraid that the others would hit him again and defended him further. He really isn't the ghost groom. Look at him. It would only take a few people to beat him like this. 
How in the world could he defeat so many military officers escorting the bride's sedan? Shulian and Nanfeng exchanged glances, both equally finding this to be a headache. If it was as she said, then wasn't this young boy completely unrelated to this incident? Bandaged boy, savage ghost groom, near supreme green ghost, and that powerful, influential master of the silver butterflies, whom all heavenly officials turned pale at the mere mention of his name. To think the small Mount Eugen would see a never-ending flow of strange guests. This was truly a tough case to deal with. Who was who? What was the relationship between who and who? Shulian felt his headache intensify several times over. He rubbed his forehead and temporarily stopped thinking about how much truth there was in Xiao Ying's words. He suddenly remembered something that he had been meaning to ask and said, "My lady Xiao Ying, have you always lived near Mount Yujun?" Xiao Ying replied, "Yes, I've always lived here. I can guarantee that he has never done anything bad here." Shulian said, "No." I wanted to ask you something else. Are there no other temples of Mingguang built in the vicinity of Mount Yujun, other than the one on this mountain? Xiao Ying was taken aback. Um, she thought about it and then said, "There should have been others, I think." On hearing her words, Shulian suddenly had the vague feeling that he had grasped hold of something significant. He asked. Then how come I only saw a temple of Nanyang at the foot of the mountain, but not a temple of Mingguang? Xiao Ying scratched her head. It was indeed built before, but I heard it seems every time construction of a temple of Mingguang was in the works, there would always be a fire for some reason halfway through. Some people say that it was probably because General Mingguang could not guard this place for some reason, so they switched. To General Nanyang, Nanfeng noticed Shulian's frozen expression and asked, "What's the matter with you?" Shulian suddenly realized that it was all too simple. The brides who could not smile, the temple that caught fire for no reason, the temple of Mingguang locked away by the enchanted array in the mountain, the majestic martial guard statue of General Pei, the ghost groom. Who had disappeared into thin air after being wounded by Ruya? It was all too simple. It was just that there was always something else interfering and diverting his attention this entire time, that he hadn't realized such a simple truth right from the start. He forcefully seized hold of Nanfeng and exclaimed, "Lend me some spiritual powers!" Nanfeng was startled by this grab. He hurriedly struck a palm with him in mid-air and questioned, "What's the matter?" Shirley and dragged him and ran. I'll explain later. Think of a way to subdue the corpses of those eighteen brides. Nanfeng said, "Have you gone dumb? There are only seventeen brides' corpses. You are the eighteenth." Shirley and said, "No." He explained, "There were only seventeen before, but now there are eighteen." Amongst the eighteen brides' corpses, one is fake. The ghost groom is hiding amongst them.